0: for tuning in. You're listening to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese and I'm joined by te- uh, two very different guys in very different places, uh, Liam and Mikey. Liam, would you like to share your whereabouts with the listeners?
1: Yeah, I'm just uh, sat on my balcony out in uh, Egypt. Uh, it's a bit chilly this evening, so we have got a bit of a jumper on and uh, enjoying logging in
0: when I when you first logged in, I thought it was one of those sort of zoom artificial backgrounds, <laughs> yeah. but I can actually I can actually see the trees uh, rustling yeah. in the wind there. So
1: <laughs> yeah, we're close to the airport as well, so if you hear a loud noise, it's a plane landing behind me now. Like.
0: Uh, there we go. Mike, any any palm trees where you are, bud? Definitely not. <laughs> I <laughs> I got a I know what do you call it? One of them Christmas plants. What do you call them? Christmas tree?
2: No, 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 one of them. Um <laughs> oh the plants that come out at Christmas time. What do you call them? Uh, no, no mistletoe. Uh, oh, I've got, got time for that kind of <laughs> shit. Not mistletoe. No, um, oh, Chris, cac- ah, right, the and the and it's going strong. It's over there, just by the yeah. window sill. It's February and it's still going strong.
0: Oh, that's the way, boys. I tried but my hardest to kill it, but it just
2: won't die. <laughs>
1: it's like sang <laughs>
0: got a day of the Triffids up there, uh... mm. and. <laughs> banging um if you want to get in touch with us uh we are at fl rugby pod on twitter i'm at rjj blue and black mikey is at mikey s harris and if he's responding to tweets on holiday liam is at biz 1984 a uh, bit of sad news to kick off with then is the uh sad death of barry john last night aged 79 mikey i'll come to you first but uh what are your thoughts on that
2: I think we predicted it. it's just, it's very sad occasion, like isn't it? And um, you know, there's uh, far too many far too many legends gone all of a sudden, and very far too soon. And uh, I'm sure we'd have like to extend our condolences to the friends and family of the king uh, from the pod, no doubt. Mm. But um, you know, you just just see all the reels get played out like, and um, something that sticks out to me is like. Yeah, it's all right what everyone's saying. Barry John played on a different level to everyone else. I mean, he could see things mm. that we couldn't see and the players around him couldn't see. And what what, what does it mean? Like we try and instill the skill of playing with the ball in two hands. Barry John made that look effortless. Yeah. You, you, you can't tell kids these days to put the play with the ball in two hands because all they see is guys running with one arm out and one and the ball on their arm. But they don't want to watch anyone else. They want to watch about Barry John.
0: and uh, he- it, yeah, and he did it very well. He had this ability, didn't he? Just to it wasn't it wasn't like a sidestep. No, it was just like a subtle change of direction. He would just ghost through a gap. Yeah, incredible.
1: It was absolutely bonkers and he retired at twenty eight.
0: Mm.
2: But I think that was a way. You know, you obviously seen things different to everyone else. I mean, you could probably see rugby going in the wrong direction at that point. And I mean, you know, them the guys who played in in his era, you know. Were the legends and are the legends and, and still are today and, and will be forevermore. But like, you know, he could, I think what was it? Uh, uh, when he was in, somebody, a lady curtsy to him in the bank. Mm. And it's just like, Oh no, that's not for me. And you know, I think he's absolutely right.
0: I mean, rugby at that time was amateur and it should remain so. I, th- I think he really, he, was, he struggled with the fame side of it, yeah. I think for sure. Which, he which was, was a right school as well, he? he was
1: proper uh, old school as well, he? was proper old school as well. Yeah. Uh, i see seen a tweet from Simon Thomas today that uh, even, Doing his uh, column in the newspaper, he's like, he didn't have a mobile phone. Yeah, so, trying to chase him up for his column every week was a uh, was a bit of a <laughs> mission, like.
2: But you know, that's that's how to do it. I mean, you know, don't conform to the to the to what has become a norm. You
0: know.
1: Yeah.
0: Keep yourself clean and straight, like he did. Yeah, and by all accounts, like really nice guy. Like um, every now and then, like me, and my old man, we'd pop into Cardiff for a sort of day out, like, and. Uh, You'd bump into him in the pubs and stuff, and it, one—it's weird to see my my father like like fawn over anybody. But you know, if he's in the same room as Barry John, he's like, Reese, Reese, that's Barry John." <laughs> but you know, he'd always go to have a chat, and he he put up with anybody's shenanigans. Barry, you know, he'd, he's quite happy to stop and chat, talk rugby, talk horses. He was uh thats the absolute measure of the man, like, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, following on from that, then. um, so we have got two tests in Australia on the summer tour, uh, but it looks like we might be warming up, so to speak, against South Africa in Twickenham because is it the Foo Fighters are playing in the Principality, Mikey? It
2: is, uh, and I don't think it's that day. That day I'm going to watch them, but I'm going to see them on the uh, in the Millennium Stadium. Oh, sorry, Principality on one of uh, their tour, I believe. I think it's a Wednesday, so yeah. Thursday maybe a uh, maybe a write-off. I don't know yet. Let's see how it goes.
0: Oh, that'll be a big old show, <laughs> but. Um, uh, but- well, I was going to say, Liam, they, they, it looks like they're trying to squeeze every last bit of life out of us because, you know, we've got South Africa and yeah. Twickenham, apparently, two tests in Australia and then a fourth test elsewhere in the summer. Four tests in the summer is unheard of, isn't it?
1: It's, it's the WRU all over, is it? It's like back of a Six Nations, long, long, hard season. Boys haven't, you know, had to play out their skins because the regions are struggling and let's chuck a few more games in. You know, in in summers, which means then they'll be late back to the regions in September again, and it's it's that vicious cycle. But the Lions uh, tour next year as well. Yeah. When, when are these? Guys, when are the regions actually going to see the international players? Like
0: none of these. Um, the, I know none of our teams are going to make it to the URC final, but this the South Africa test would be a week after the URC final. Yeah. Which just goes to show, sort of crammed in it all is. It? Mike, Mikey, yeah. what, what do you what do you make of it all? That. Uh, yeah, I kind of sort of. All in line with the with the rhetoric there,
2: so there's some flogging, flogging the boys unnecessarily, like and you know even if he was in Wales, that would make it a little bitty, a, a, a bit a bit a bit of pill a little easier to swallow, but mm. taking it all away to Twickenham, I mean, maybe uh, be easy if it was Wembley because you know Wales got a bit of history in Wembley, but Twickenham, that's like you know that's that's like really really putting the finger in the eye of the WIU, really, isn't it? Like when, you know, or I think dates can't you know, be arranged around the fact that the Foo Fighters play and they're going to bring a lot of money into the Principality Stadium. Like, I don't deny that at all. But, like, you
0: know, did it
2: have to be Twickenham?
0: That's you really salty. Right? I'd like to see us somewhere mad, like uh, maybe Bilbao or Madrid, you yeah. Barcelona, you know? you yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily you could you couldn't
2: call it sort of revolutionary because like you know uh, I'm sure the the All Blacks are due to play Fiji in America very right. shortly mm. so like you know the the All Blacks are sort of beginning to sort of carve themselves out of history in in the USA but <laughs> I think like you know rugby is still on the sort of in terms of that sort of second tier in Europe rugby is still on the sort of on the upward curve so like. Maybe it would be a good idea to have something like that in Portugal,
0: Spain, even Belgium or the Netherlands. Like, something well, like that. I, don't, I don't know if you saw the um, Rugby European Championship results this weekend, mm. but um, pretty close game actually, wasn't it, between mm, yeah. the Netherlands and Spain? Yeah. Spain just edging it in the end. I think, um, didn't Belgium get a historic win against Portugal? Yeah. I think so, yeah. So, yeah, one of those countries where rugby's growing, uh, you, you know, I, I, I'm sure you could find enough... Welsh people to go to Barcelona for a for a match I, well, well there's boys who will come out every time
2: with this I know a gang of boys around you're like we'll, we'll jump in a plane to, to Spain to to for a Wales game weekend like you know they say it's cheaper than going to Cardiff and I kind of believe that
1: it's, it's one of those things is, is there's just no need for that extra game in my opinion the, the players would have, have had a long hard season you know didn't they start pre-season with, especially Cardiff like 12 boys yeah so, you know, they've they played enough rugby. Give, give them a little bit of a rest. Because right? if we are, we are rebuilding, all the regions are rebuilding, Wales are rebuilding, you know, give them guys the, the rest that they need.
0: I think that's broadly where I am. Um, I was I was surprised it was just a two-test tour, tour of Australia, but these the summer tests, I think, are going to start looking a little less like several-test tours, and they're going to start being... Uh, multi-tests against different opposition, like like when the Southern Hemisphere yeah. come north. And as you say, the travel demands then are going to be Huge. obscene, really. Yeah. Um, finally, then, we'll probably cover in a bit more detail, but uh, briefly, look, Marcus Smith is out of England versus Wales. Um, probably good news for us, I guess.
1: I read that he's out uh, out of the six stations altogether. I think he's pulled his calf. Um, I think it's, a, it's obviously a blow to England. It's, it's a big plus for us. And uh, we we'll, obviously we'll go on to the ins and outs of it, but uh, but yeah, you know he's a big talent. I know Mikey doesn't agree with it with me, but uh, he's a big talent for them to lose.
2: Yeah, we and, and and more big Sorry. talents they can lose the better. is <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I mean the way we're playing, yeah. This, this is this is the, the the derby we want. I mean, you know, everyone sort of created this false narrative of a Wales and Ireland derby. Yeah, I don't buy it. Wales and England has always been the derby.
0: Oh, oh yeah. we can have both.
2: We can have both. <laughs> I don't know. If we had to pick one, I'd pick a Wales England game every day.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, on Wales, uh, it was defeat to Scotland on the weekend, going down 26 27 in Cardiff. Mikey, uh, where did you watch it, first of all? I stayed local and I was in the rugby club. Oh, that's right. It was a birthday party, wasn't it? I my uh,
2: cousin's 18th in the evening after the game. And uh, they did a lovely spread in the, in, during the game. They had a uh, carrying chips at half time. One of Welsh, Welsh rugby's staples, carrying chips off time in the...
0: Wash, wash down with
1: the black stuff. Wash oh, down with the yes. black stuff.
0: Pl- plenty of it. Plenty of it, Drive. <laughs> Unbelievable. How about you, Liam? Where, where did you uh, catch that one?
1: I watched in the house, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. I couldn't trust myself to go out because I was driving to the Gatwick the, the next day. So if I oh, Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I didn't want, didn't want to travel with hangover. so I got would yeah. keep it straight dead and watch it in the house, which... Glad I did and um, wish I went out as well. So
0: Yeah, I, I decided <laughs> well, I decided was. I was um when I was in Bristol, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get home in time for kickoff. And I I got to my parents' house just as the Welsh anthem was starting. So oh, uh, good man. Yeah, bang You're on, fit. bang on. Uh but yeah, uh I'll I'll come to you firstly. And what were your I guess, just your general thoughts really? I, uh,
1: that first half was just utterly frustrating. You know, the the way that they were set up to play was just ridiculous. You know, the the passing from Gareth Davis back to Costello, who's passing the ball, you know, 15, 20 meters back. Everyone was offside. He had to chase his own kicks every single time, and we just uh, losing, you know, the the momentum straight away. And I just don't a... understand understand where that then tactics came from.
0: Yeah, that was something I noticed early on. Actually, like the um that that early dav jenkins offside
1: yeah. like
0: i i as soon as the kick went up i, I said to my dad he's like he's offside there yeah. like and, and then at that point i was like there's no way he's actually going to try and reclaim this ball and when he did i was like well i must have missed something then that he's <laughs> like the ball must be touched you
1: couldn't believe and it it's like some of the things like you know we talk about referees and stuff that that shot to costello it, it's a yellow card you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a with force to the head. Yeah. He failed the HIA and, and, and this narrative that, you know, not all head contact is, is foul play and this and that, but literally you've seen red cards for worse, uh, for, for, for less, sorry. You know what I mean? And it's, and
2: this is where the inconsistencies lie, like, isn't it?
1: Exactly. And that's, that's, that's where it is. That's, that's for me, the inc- inconsistencies are just, it's just shit. Like, and, you know, you got, I know, Mike, you'll touch on it because it's, uh, is a bugbear. But you look at Ryan Leas, yes, he was poor in the lineouts. But there's there's, there's more to it than just his throwing. You know, the if you look at the stats, I think it was when they competed on the ball, he lost 50% and won 50%. Same as what Elliot D did in the second half. And when they didn't compete, he we obviously won every lineout. Same as Elliot D. So the stats are comparable. Wh- who's making them calls? When we're struggling in the lineout and he, he, he's not hitting his men, the jumpers aren't getting lifted up. Who's calling a back ball? Why aren't we simplifying it before before it gets too too bad?
0: One thing I think I noticed was um, there was a lot of zip on Elias's throws, like yeah. they, the the pace that those balls are like getting to where the jumpers should be was incredibly snappy. Like I don't think I've seen anything like it for a while. Um, and of course, that, that makes it harder for Scotland to steal. But like the jumpers getting up in time. yeah, I, I feel is, like there's a timing yeah. issue throughout the entire line. Timing, there. it
2: is. If, if Elias yeah. is a quick thrower, then the jumper's got to match it. But like, does he? How was he throwing? Is it is it a straight and direct throw, or was it more arced? Because like you yeah. know, to get get over that com- competition, you have to arc it.
1: You you look at the you look at the ones that he lost, and the ones he lost were back ball. Back up or, or, or middle to back ball, like why aren't we? Why aren't we simplifying that? Why aren't we like calling the four man or throwing to the front like we did in the second half with, with, when D was thrown in? It, it's it just doesn't make sense. Like who's making them calls? And yeah, then that's where it comes back to. That's when it comes back to that. If you look at that pack, we didn't have any experience to actually say, hang on a minute, let's do this.
0: I want to j- jump in there because I, I think I, I I agree that like if things are going your way it's worth trying the complex stuff. But if you're under the cosh, trying the risky stuff can really go wrong and, and just put you and, under more pressure. Exactly, and that's exactly where they were, wasn't it? They were under the cosh, and they'd been under the cosh from, from the
2: first minute. And it's like, you know, not to pick on another Scarlett player, but like I think Costello was trying to play a very much a Dan, bigger, a Dan bigger game, or that he was expected to play that kind of game where kicking was priority. You know, that team had gas to burn. And players out wide to be able to do the right things at the right time, and they just weren't yeah, allowed we, to, be we showed, to be able to do that.
1: And we showed that, and and that's the frustrating part about it because the second half they've obviously been told, well, the game's done, just go out there and enjoy it, and just throw the ball out of it. But in the first half, they clearly weren't told that they weren't allowed to do that. They were clearly well, not, told that this is how we set it up. This is how we're going to do it. Yeah, but
2: they're all professional rugby players. Yeah, and but Costello isn't is...
1: going to choose. Costello isn't going to choose to sit back that far. That, that's, that's their tactics that's how Garton yeah. set them up to play okay. the
2: game yes but you know there's enough players on there with enough rugby experience regardless of international caps to know when things are not going well and when things are not working so surely they should have the no, no, autonomy I, I, I to be able I to agree, say but... right okay this isn't working let's change it up let's, let's stick it white because
1: I agree but you don't find that in international rugby you don't find you never get the guys going against the grain. You, you, you do as you're told and you stick to, to stick, you toe the line and that's what international rugby is about. I think. And the, the second th- half, you were they were just allowed to throw the vote a bit.
0: I think the thing with a Gatlin game plan is it, it relies on urgency, accuracy, and and speed. And we had we didn't have any of that. So like, even if we were trying to play Gatlin tactics, we weren't doing the things you need to do to make it effective. So n- n- like, no, like I, mean, like, I the, think the, Jiffy the, pointed the, out, didn't he? Like just how deep everybody was off kicks, yeah. and the yeah. chase was shit, and yeah, we just looked leggy like this. We worried about a slow start. We got it, didn't we?
2: We, but in terms of say, you said the depth there, like you know, was it a tactic to try and bring the attack in play up from Scotland a bit to make them, make them make decisions, and you know, then rely on on the defence sort of thing.
1: But there's nothing 20, wrong. There's nothing what? wrong with. There's nothing wrong with a kicking game if you're good at it. Yeah. But we clearly not. The box kicking was poor. The kicking from Stella was poor. The chase was poor. Everything about that tactic was poor. I mean think, and we about,
0: just, we think about all the great hands. Great kickers we've lost recently. I mean, like bigger ex, the like world class yeah. kicker, Liam Williams, greater and up and under, you know, half pennies not knocking about anymore. All of these guys you could build a kicking game around. I'm not sure that like Gareth Davis, Thomas Williams, uh Costello and Lloyd are a similar. And win it actually, like his kick from kicking from fullback wasn't great, I don't think. No. no.
2: Yeah. I think when it's untested, really, isn't he? You know, he's at his first test and I think when he came to being sort of under the high ball, I think he'd done all right. I mean, mm. you know, I wouldn't say he's nailed himself on that position just quite yet. But I think while well, there is an opportunity now with sort of a player like that, plus a player like Kai Evans roaming in the background as well, you've got a chance to sort of like, I don't know, create two players there with can have similar levels of experience and push each other in that way rather than sort of like, you know, they, they relied on Liam Williams a lot last mm-hmm. going off and they relied on half Penny when he was in his pomp a lot.
1: When we, it's done enough on Saturday to, to give him a few more games and to stick with him, it'd be a travesty if he went... Dropped in now and brought
2: to the Then it's yeah. a measure of the man how he brings himself back to the fore. Like, you know, does it, how does it affect him? Like, you know, we're in a different time now. We can't exactly... Realize, there's not exactly anybody there with that world class as it stands to be able to command that position. He didn't do wrong for
0: me. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, like, we've been talk, Like, we, the Welsh rugby watching public, have been talking for the last few weeks about how we have to be patient Mm. It's going to be a hard succession. Of course, mm. as soon as you have a tough game, it's like, right, drop him, yeah. drop him, yeah. Yeah. drop him. Like it is, the, reality, the harsh reality of it is, you know, we we are impatient as a species. We
2: want yeah. results and we want them now, but they're not going to come. And unfortunately, you know, it's going to be a tough year and can you only accept what's coming.
1: You look at that second half, the, the, the standout players were, you know, the youngsters, the, the Alex yeah. Mann, Teddy Williams. You know the, the boys who came on and, and done the job in our second Now they're they're the future and they're the ones you want to stick with, not the tried and tested. You know, it's, let's let's give them a run of games. Let's not drop them for no reason. Let's not make them disheartened. You know, for for shits and giggles, let's give them a chance, give them an opportunity. Yeah,
2: there's a lot let, of weight. Let, put, the, there's a lot of weight in the fact that you know a lot of that team who finished should probably start. I still think there's a bit of a question, Mark, over one or two. Not of the way they played, it's just, is that England game right for them right now? Like, you know, if we're going to go through the team after,
0: yeah, we'll leave we'll, that we'll, there. We'll do it in some detail in a bit, mm. yeah. I've got a question for you, Mikey. You, um, you're you on the record as being uh, quite confident, let's say, in the run-up. yeah, all done your head and your heart was wheels and whales. yeah uh, at, at what part did you start to lose hope <laughs> i don't know. um uh,
2: probably 5 minutes in yeah <laughs> but um you know did,
0: did you get it back at any point
2: yeah yeah 79 minutes when they were defending like their lives depended on it
0: <laughs> i am um, you know, but once you got to back within a point i sort of remember thinking yeah, we're not we're not going to do this. Like yeah, that's but, it now Scotland are going to switch back on, if, and we aren't going to be able to get anything out of this. If they
2: were in a different position on the field, if they weren't defending their own line on their own line, if mm. it'd been in that mid section, you know, you could you can challenge a turnover, you can risk then sticking it through the hands, and you know, hopefully, you know, get it to someone rather nippy like I don't know, Grady, Dyer, Adams. And then mm. letting them run in, which would have been bloody fantastic given the circumstances. But you know, perhaps I don't think it's a bad thing they lost. Really. You look mm. at that
1: for, you look at that first 25 minutes, yeah, and you think, shit, this this is going to be hiding. This is going to be
0: yeah, an absolute mas-
1: an absolute massacre, yeah. But then oh, I've seen 50 you look at coming. you look yeah, you look at the final score, and we were hard done by boys. You know, that, yeah, that, um... that's that's one that's one that got away, like you you know the two. A misconversion that shouldn't have been because it should have been a penalty try, and
2: it's stupid. Josh yeah. Adams chuck away, which you know, you know missed, cost yeah. as well. Missed, yeah. a miss kick, which is
1: you
0: know, the, hero last, hero. the,
1: last, the last high tackle on Rethel in the last two or three minutes. You know, we were hard done by we, you know, it's one of those games that you don't mind losing because we we're so far behind, but it's like shit, we should have won but
0: that. The, but there were so what? many Scotland fans as well, uh, Syed. It feels really weird to win in Wales for the first time since 2002 and be this disappointed. Well, yeah, it mean, <laughs> felt like a
1: lost one, didn't
0: it? <laughs> Rugby's a funny
2: game. Well, rugby, like all sports, are funny games where you can lose, but actually felt like you've won and win, but felt like you've lost. How many yeah. times? I, I, I can't count the amount of times that I've been part of a loss but come off feel absolutely buzzing because we put yeah. a hell of a performance in and at yeah. the same time you know really being pushed hard in the last five minutes of the, of the game hang on to a win and thought to myself bloody hell we should have we lost that
1: yeah we, we got a try bonus point and they didn't
0: We got yeah plus we got an LDP so I mean yeah they in terms of league position they're two points better than us which yeah ain't bad like and I mean it puts us above France and Italy as well I mean, yeah to be fair we still have to play Ireland and England like but... <laughs> uh, uh, on England boys um let's let's talk changes then uh, if we look at the starting back three what was it? it was Dyer Adams and Winnett. any changes there for you boys yeah. yeah i'd bring mason Grady out of the wing and i'd like to
2: see kai evans fall back on the basis that he's pretty that he's a pretty good footballer nothing against the way um Cameron has played. I thought he was really decent under the ball, but I think, you know, Kaev has been kicking well for the Dragons, and we need an alternative kicking option.
1: Both I out the hand and, I, and,
2: off, the, and off, the, off
1: the tee. I agree, and I disagree. I think Grady should come in instead of Adams, but Cameron is a much better player than Kaev is.
2: I, I keep real and Grady because and, Adams wasn't looking anywhere near his best.
1: He looks unfit. He looks unfit. He looks like he's carrying a knock and that he's not much fit.
0: Two things on the Adams uh, situation then. Uh, if he wasn't fit, then the best thing for him is another match. And the other thing is Gatlin called him out in public. Um, and I, I feel like he would only do that if he planned to play him and get a response out of him. Yeah. awesome. yeah. So... <laughs> I, I see got a response,
1: another
2: you, want. You, want, yeah. you got a response, but not the response you wanted. I mean you got a, a petulant moment,
1: which I expect, know, I expect him to stay is to just keep his place. I think if it was if it wasn't England, we'd probably change it up a bit. But mm. you're gonna need a little bit of experience in that back three. And I think you know Josh does turn it on when he when he needs to. Um obviously I would like to see Grady have a run there. Um but again being Gapland and being England I think he will
0: stick with him I was about to say I think yeah the more I think about it the more I think he's going to stick with the same back three I don't yeah I I think he's going to want to see a reaction from Adams who's I think Adams is in last chance saloon I think there's no question that Dyer keeps his place and I think he probably likes when it's quality over Kai Evans even though as you say Mikey Kai Evans' kicking game might be a more sensible thing to do if you're going to be under the caution, Twickenham.
2: Definitely, I think, you know, you've got to return fire with fire and Freddie Stewart is, you know, mm. it, it, that's, his, See, that's his back, like, not he?
1: And, and that's what I think we need to go away from. Like, you look at every team that kicks it down Freddie Stewart's throat, he laps it up all day long. Do not give him the high ball mm, this don't way, st- 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 stick it across the floor or don't kick it at all. Well, well, you know, yeah,
2: Kai Evans is a good football, footballer in the ball going across the ground. You know, we've seen it a bit for the Dragons and a bit for the and it's a very sort of little bit for Wales, but like, you know, I think we need that option. Not that it's you know, not that, Kai, that can when it doesn't bring that, but I think we need a more explicit option in the footballing abilities in the back three. I mean. Rio's likes a chip and chase. Josh Adams like a chip and chase, but it's a different kind of footballing game, like isn't it? I mean, and you could look at also at Kai Evans covering ten as well, which he's been touted as. Whether it's that kind of game for him remains to be seen, but you know he's still a valuable option. I think.
1: I think we need to attack England personally. I don't. I I, I hope we don't set up defensively. They they set up defensively. They only score two tries against Italy. You know, yeah. out there. So they're a very defensive side. I think if we kick to them, we're gonna play into their hands. I think we need to just go out and enjoy it like we did in the second half. Not so blase, don't get me wrong. We we want to uh let them we? so but I do think we need to set up an attacking threat and go, just go for it. Just just literally just go for it because they will set up very defensively.
0: Yeah. Okay, if we come onto the centres then I it's, it's a shame to say but I think Watkin looked a bit out of sorts on his first cap in a while uh, Tompkins I thought like, I was happy enough with like, so I, I guess his a question of whether or not North is fit coming back to outside centre yeah I
1: expect North to come back in if he's fit otherwise he'll stick with the same hurricane
0: what about you Mikey
2: my gripe be the fact is Tompkins isn't that game line breaking 12 I mean defensively yeah sound but, you know, there was, there was options that he tried, he tried, and he tried. It just wasn't working for him. He was hitting the, hitting the, like, the game line just flat, and he was getting met in defence. Mm. Owen Watkins has been playing well off 12 with George North. So as an option, you know, Owen, Watkins, Owen Watkins has been playing a lot more 12 off George North's 13. So I see the, the value in having that that more familiar centre partnership in a game like that. I mean, right, you can suggest that Tompkins plays in England, is familiar on mm. on the daily with the opposition England will bring. However, for me it's the more familiarity and, and well, there's probably ability more recently to be able to play that 12 role inside George North where we haven't seen the Nick Tompkins George North centre partnership since the World Cup. So mm. it's Another I, probably the picking of the twelve jersey for me
0: will always be huge. Yeah, I I think I'm with I think I'm with Biz on this. I think I know what you mean. Like Tom Tomkins' style of getting over the gate line doesn't seem to be smashing. It doesn't really seem to be stepping. Either it just seems to be like accepting. wiggling around. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's
2: accepting accepting what's coming. Like, and I, I'm not for that. I'm for, for dominance in the midfield. And George North can bring a dominant dominating angles uh from the
0: thirteen channel. But like I really do believe Wales need a crash ball, well, twelve. We, we, Wales need somebody to get over the game line. And traditionally yes. under Gatland, that's been our backs. But if you look at the starting backs last week, there's not many game line operators in that division. Well, if you like, if you
1: look at the if you look at the way they're set up as well, he's not he's not set that. As as a crash ball twelve, because we haven't got one, mm. and he, you know he's he's playing a different style of game. And tompkins' Tom is threat isn't in attack; it's in defence. You know the, the tackles he makes, and he gets back up, and he gets back in the line. He, he marshals that line well, and that for me is 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 why he gets a nod. You know, it's he, he is superb in defence. You, you watch his ball, his, his work off <laughs> off the ball. It's, it's outstanding. It's worth it. It's
2: real. But yes, you can you can work all you like in defence, but that's only half the game.
1: That, that's that's what we tend to do most of the time at the moment.
2: But you know, and you go, back World, you, go back World,
1: you go back to the World Cup, and he did put George North in the holes.
2: Yeah, but he was like he was playing yeah. as a second playmaker rather than you know uh, a, a shovelling shit to the last. But minute.
1: again, that that goes back to the tactics of of the team. You know, if he wanted to crash ball twelve,
2: would he be playing there? No. Exactly. So, you know. Well, he's doing something that I, I, I'm not a fan of what he does. I mean, you know, <laughs> World Cup was was working for Wales as he was. Where, you know, he was doing something different, something we hadn't seen before, and that happened to be working. But you know, it's too, it's too late now for it to start working in in the second half of the second game. Like, I, I suppose during... one
0: one thing I'm thinking is. Um... Twickenham's not going to be a problem for Tompkins. England's not going to be a problem for Tompkins. He knows these guys. And he always seems to play well against England. Um, so I think it might be important to have somebody who knows these people in such a critical part of the pitch.
2: Yeah, I, I I, can see there's value in that, Like, but there we
0: are. Yeah. Um. If you go into the halfbacks, and all the calls have been to start with the finishing halfbacks from last week, so that would be... um. Thomas Williams and uh, Johan Lloyd in for Gareth Davis and Sam Costello. You you boys following the knee-jerk bandwagon? I, I think I am.
1: Yeah, for me, um, I think Mikey's got a question about Yoan Lloyd. Um,
2: yeah, we, should we come to that now, or should we give it a minute? Or yeah, I might as well get it done. I think, I think it's,
1: I think, yeah, I think it's time to bring it because okay. it's what, what, what was the question?
2: So, questions come from Lloyd Edwards. He's been in contact before cheers Lloyd for your, for your contribution really appreciate it um, his question is has and Lloyd been unfairly judged at 10 for the Scarlets whilst playing in London under par three quarter line and does he put himself as the number one 10 for Wales going forward after Saturday well I think yeah he kind of does after sort of he does put himself in that number one place because of the way uh, the first half went with with Costello running the ship I mean I'm not saying another ten could have come on, any other ten could have come on and done a better job, but I mean Costello wasn't firing, so you know if you've got to pick one or the other, then yeah, uh, you you're Lloyd, your man.
0: I don't think mm-hmm. he's been unfairly judged, see. Yeah. Like when it comes to scarlets this season, I think he's been one of the most lauded. Or the, or the most sort of wanted uh, players in the squad, like he's—I I think he's been a shining light in that Scarlets back yeah. division. But he's there on merit, yeah.
1: He's—he's he's been underestimated by the other by the other fans, uh, apart from Scarlets. Like that day we went to the Arms Park. He—he he, mm. he controlled, he controlled the whole game. He, he ran the show, and he—he yeah. he looked like he was—you know—it was just natural. Like and yeah, when he, he was came on, it, life. yeah, exactly. And when he came on Saturday, you know, he—he he just stepped in. Yeah, he was a couple of dodgy kicks, but. You know he's he got that backline
0: firing, and that's what we want. Yeah, I, I think probably it's now his jersey to lose. Uh, he, he this season he might start finding some competition from Anscombe if he gets over his injury and sticks around. I know he's been training with Wales. Where's he going to go yeah. though? Where's they Where's the room in the budget for Anscombe? Well, Cardiff will have him for a five-year young know, you play, player. Uh, <laughs> what like Willis? Yeah. Um, until, they, until they find room in the budget for him. Exactly. Um, oh, you know, they might just have him as a WRU back of We, can't have, this, stuff, we but... can't have this
2: again, right? We've had this for uh, far too long This the shit house
0: will a plot here. But... I know, I know. Um, and I guess in a season or two he's going to be facing a, um, I guess competition from Dan Edwards as, as far as I see it. I, yeah, I've been thinking is.
2: about Dan Edwards, in fact, and <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if even like, the HIA yeah. does come right. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dan Edwards coming in for a look, like at least, do you know what I mean? But, um, mm. yeah. So we'll be saying sort of like, um, you know, Lloyd's a bit of a, been a bit of a standout in the Scarlet's back line and probably, and, and, uh, he probably put himself in the, in, in the box seat for the 10 Jersey.
0: Yeah. As, as for scrum half, then, um, the, I think Thomas Williams has been on better form than Gareth Davis, in the run-up to the Six Nations, uh, do you think we saw that on on the weekend?
1: Yeah, I think Gareth Baines has been off out of kilter for for a while. Um, he normally turns it on for Wales. You know, mm. he's, you know he's one of the team Wales warriors. Um, he's getting on a bit now, and I like can say he it's, it's difficult when as a Carlos fan you want to see him there and yeah. and you want, but you know, Thomas Williams is better at the moment. You know, his form is better. His is speed is better. Is, 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 is just his rugby brain is better at the moment. And, you know, I think that's where we need to go looking.
2: We mentioned last week saying that, like, you know, we expected the Gareth Davis and Costello axis to work, given the fact that they have you know, regular rugby between them. Hmm. Do we think then that they weren't able to up their game from a club standard to an international standard?
0: I think it's I probably more. I think it's probably more the case that Gatland wasn't playing a scarlet's game yeah, plan. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, and I think, think it's, Gatlin, it's, like you say, it's a trick pony. No, well, no, no, it's as
0: it's, it's, it's hard to learn a new game plan as Fortnite, isn't it?
1: It's, it's, I don't think it's even that. I think, like you say, you look at the first half. You, everybody's seeing it. Nobody, nobody can understand how or why we set up the way we did. You know, n- nobody's going to make any yards. Nobody's going to make any territory when you're passing the ball 20, 25 metres back. Yeah. It's you know what, what I mean? Coming. It's like, why did we set up like that? It's, it's doesn't. It's a, the scapegoat from that first half is Josh Adams. He, he didn't come out and, you know, admit that he made a mistake. He came out and blamed Josh Adams for a st- stupid penalty. But yeah. It's, it's, I just still don't understand that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending the players. None of them were outstanding. None of them, you know, shone, but... Nobody could sh- shine in that, in that first half. Nobody should. Even, even Wainwright, who ended up with man of the match, was poor in that first half.
0: I've seen um I've seen some comments about um uh both of them actually tackling his guts out the entire first half. And basically, mm. nobody else showed up. I I I saw him brought myself to re-rewatch the game. Like it'd be an act of bloody sadism on next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Um yeah. Sorry, go on, Mikey. I was talking about sort of I mean we will come on to the six jersey shortly like, but uh yeah, I think you know, the other unseen work of a of, a, of a gnarly Six is
0: what uh mm. is what's wanted. Oh, like, you did it? you did you did have another question on the half bucks, only not you, Mikey? Yes, I did from um this is it's quite a nice
2: one. This is I like this one. This uh you know from uh longtime best friend Michael Woods. So as a shout out to my brother by another mother the only man I will address as brother and absolutely want to mean it. So there you go, brother. Nice shout out there. Hopefully we can catch up for a, for a game of golf sometime soon. That was, t- so. was touching. Oh, thanks, <laughs> <Buzz>. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so question from, from Woodsy is, um, should we be worried about uh, the lack of a solid three-point kicker? I can't remember Wales not kicking three points in a game. Uh, I know Lloyd kicked three of his four conversions, but his out of hand kicking was poor. I suppose this is in sort of in in sort of a counterpoint to our previous question about uh, you know mm. does you um, and Lloyd see himself as the number one number ten at uh, for the for the weekend? Like, but um, I think probably from a whole backs division kicking wasn't the best out of hand. Plus, you know, there's no actual out now recognised. Mm. goal kicker as it is. So I think we're gonna spend a bit of time trying to find that person we can rely on to nail them from 20, 30, 40, near fifty yards, I expect.
1: I don't think we need to be too worried. I think it you know we'd be over overreacting if we if we start to get worried about that. Because if you look at, you know players in the past, your Dan Carters, your Johnny Sexton's, your you half pennies, your as your Johnny Wilkinson's, they are, you know, generational players. You know, they they don't come around Every cycle, you know what I mean. So these boys work on their kicking a lot. You know, start of the season. Your and Lloyd's kicking was best in the URC. You know, he's missed. He's missed one conversion on the weekend, which was a simple one. Yeah, but I think we need to, you know, just pull it back a bit on that one. I think there's there's no overreacting needed.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree. Like, it's it, it, I I I do. I am a bit concerned that, um, the successful international teams typically kick more than unsuccessful ones out of hand. Well, um, go, on, Mikey. No, no, finish. For sure. I'll come to my point in a bit now. Cause I, uh... make me, um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, All right. so, so yeah, like it goes back to what we said a while back, that it's sort of concerning to me. that There are no real recognized world-class out of hand kickers in the back division. Um, but then, yeah, you know, these are a lot of these are youngsters. They, they, these are things they can work on. And as we've said, this isn't going to be a Six Nations we win. It's going to be one where people learn a lot of shit.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and maybe what our learnings are is that this team doesn't need to kick as much as other teams. Maybe we are a team. Wales are a team that need to ball. They need they need to play. They need ball in hand to to yeah. to do the magic. These I mean, you look at the boys playing that in that back line on Saturday. Like you know, Tompkins could. You know, if George North would have offloaded To George North we hope, and we hope to see that on Saturday. You got then you had like Josh Adams a fit, Josh Adams is a is a weapon and, and Rio's pace around the around the park is is unreal. You know, uh from full back then, uh we didn't see much him with the ball in hand, but he was solid enough. Like so, you know, there's there's, there's players there with with want and desire to play. And I think a, they've, got, a, they've got to be let, uh, they've got to be allowed to play. And
0: kicking isn't a tactic. Somewhere in Clonakilty, Mikey, if he's listening, Gareth Jenkins has got a little tear in his eye. Listening, to you say that?
1: <laughs> it's um, <laughs>
0: it's, well, it's a confidence. Funny,
1: <laughs> it's a confidence thing as well, isn't it? Because he, he, you you know, are to come off the bench. He, he's missed that first one, which was you know not easy, but not not hard. And then nailed his next three. One was on the touchline, so you know he is a good kicker. And there are good kickers there. Anscombe is a very good kicker. And if he comes back into the fold, you mm-hmm. know, I don't think, think we need to worry about it. I think we just need to stick with what we know, man, and, and Just this.
0: As an aside, can you imagine how frustrating it must be to have Gareth Anscombe's talent in Gareth Anscombe's body? Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Boy, <laughs> you, you, like, you, you, you live made in, in the Madness. You live in the of Madness if you think he's coming back genuine. Right? Oh no, I know. Like I mean oh, no, besides, I'm just besides saying, the club I'm just saying. And, and the injuries, but like oh, imagine if you'd have had a career unabetted by, by injury. It would have been well, you might have been fullback for New Zealand, and then we wouldn't have known.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. That's another multiverse of madness thing to can to to
0: counteract. Right. Onto the front row boys. Uh interesting point. Kemsley Mathias didn't get on, bless him. Uh he's so he's gonna be a bit well, I, I don't know what that says about Gatlin's thoughts on Matthias. Uh, <clears throat> Would you boys be making any changes, Dom Chowski, uh, Elias, and uh, I, fo- I forget who starts. No. Um, Brown. Leon Brown. Shit. Leon Brown. Yeah. injured, well, by Again. Yeah, well, he came off yep. after 40 after a knock, didn't he? The guy's made of glass. You know, we've said before, we want so much for Leon Brown.
2: Hmm. He is the prototype of a modern-day tight end, it, But it's just, it's just not there. Which is disappointing, like, but I think Domachowski, you know, come alive like the rest of the team did in the second half. I mean, you know, I think Josh Adams. I think there's a stat flying around. Correct me, please. Twitterverse, if I'm wrong. Um, but Josh Adams carried more than any other forward in the first forty, which is bloody ridiculous, considering you know he's, he's not, on one leg as well. Yeah, he, yeah he's <laughs> yeah. on one leg and half a half a half an arm or whatever it is. But like, you know, again, Domachowski come alive, and I think he's beginning to sort of become that loose head, in the broken mould of Gethin Jenkins, not saying he's up there yet, but I don't he may not have that ceiling of Gethin Jenkins. However, if he can get a bit of ball in hand, you will scrummage well. But it was another disappointing again that Dom, Dom Chomsky went down in the first few minutes looking like he was going to go off and then he goes and plays the rest of the game. I know, he's mad at it. It's like, <laughs> and then, you know, you could if you're watching some of the scrums from like the spider cam above, on the completion of the scrums, Leon Brown was going down. Which mm-hmm. I could not understand. I mean, if you're gonna, if if you've managed it for the first ten seconds of the scrum, manage it for the last ten seconds of the scrum. They know they you're not there they scrummaging for fucking hours. You're there scrummaging for seconds.
1: Yeah.
2: And you know, you know, <sighs> where do we go with number? What do we do with number two? I mean, Elliot D, come on, and he was much a better all rounder. I mean you know go back to your start on the line outs, okay. Yeah, in, in comparison, yes, 50-50 against the end yeah. or whatever it was. But I don't know, it just seemed like when Elliot D came on there was a bit more composure and when Elias but, was on it there, there was
1: for me in an England game. For the England game D comes in. I th- I think I think it's, it's, it's it needs to be said. Like, you know, is you knocking it a hooker needs to hit his arrows. And yeah. his arrows whether that's not just the I know it's obviously a Bigger picture than just him and it's a lineup and a, but if he is zipping in too hard, then that needs to be reined back a bit. And we we do have to applaud D for coming on yeah. and playing the way he did. And uh, it needs he needs to be rewarded did, for that.
2: He did it all the World Cup as well, mind.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Every yeah. game he came on
2: in the World Cup, he he changed the dynamic of what the hooker brought. I mean, you know, give him a start.
1: Give yeah, him a start I mean,
2: but, but who's who comes it who's the third hooker in the squad? I don't uh, ev- it? Evan Lloyd. I mean, oh, you know,
1: obviously, course. Elias goes on the bench.
2: Yeah, like but but, but.
0: <laughs> is Elias a bench player? Yeah, well he can't be. I mean, I I think what we're going to see, of course, he are I think we're gonna, what we're going to see here is that um, I think Gatlin's going to go with the, more or less the team that finished that game and try and carry that momentum in, into England and in the slightest. Slightest chance that we take a lead, bring somebody like Elias on to calm it down. You know
1: the problem. Right, okay. The, the, the problem with Gatlin, sorry, the problem with Gatland is he, he's a stubborn fucker, and he not very rarely acknowledges his mistakes. And I could just as easily see him starting with the same side.
2: Oh, I yeah oh, yeah, oh, it's quite quite feasible. But like, go back to what I said a about you know the, the starting hooker. <laughs> Imagine, picture the scene now, right? It's, I don't know, it's fucking six all, right? On the 70th minute. And then D, D goes down with a pull, Fetlock or something, I don't know. Charlie Horse maybe, I don't know, whatever. And, <laughs> and um, like, you've got to bring Elias on. Twitter line out on the five in
1: the last. I, ten w- I would, I'd be happier with that than bringing on a guy that's hardly paid for Cardiff all, yeah. all year or ever. No, yeah, that's, no, that's, I, that's, our, that's our options it's against England in tricking them. you ain't bringing on a guy in his first cap you know it's a senior I, rugby
0: I think like you said when the squad was announced that Evan Lloyd isn't there to play a game um, if Elias Otee gets injured I swear to God Sam Parry and, comes in, comes Sam in, in, yeah, and, and they drop Roberts. him straight into the 23 ahead of Evan Lloyd it's like yeah, 100%. Yeah, he's there for experience um, like uh, what's
2: what's Sam Parry got to do like you know, he's been one of the top performing hookers in the league. It was the only L- only hooker to hit his darts twenty one times out of twenty one.
0: He's a he loves a try as well. Well, yeah, he's around it's, he's around the park. Like he's you know, he, you know what's name? what's the other his
2: name? Can't think of his name now. Uh, Jimmy George. Jimmy George. Jimmy. Yeah, like Jimmy J- J- George has become a bloody poor man, Sam Parry.
1: <laughs> you you do got to question some of Gatlin's favorites and and how yeah. some people don't get a get a chance there.
0: Like yeah, all right, boys. Um, if we look at the locks, then I did I did notice Dav Jenkins giving it the old Alan win during the anthems. He was uh, proper going for it. Uh, sticking with him and Beard. I, I, if roll if yep. everything's right, with Rowlands' family. I imagine Will Rowlands comes into the mix, but that remains to be seen. Uh, I don't know if he's back oh. with the squad yet. Mm.
1: For me, Rowlands and and Teddy Williams are both ahead of Beard at the moment.
0: I did like the cut of Teddy's job when he came on,
1: but both both of them are way ahead of Adam Beard at the moment. They need but, to be playing more than him.
2: But who called the lineouts? Then they not they're not, well, not going to take they're not going to take that Jenkins off.
0: Beard wasn't calling the lineouts in the second half, was he? When exactly. Teddy came on, well, exactly. yeah, I get
1: so, that. But and the lineouts went better.
0: Mm, fair point. So, so
1: mm, yeah, you fair know, point, but... What, what does he bring to the table? You know, Teddy Williams all around the park brings it more. Yeah. Will Rowlands on the park brings more. For me, they have to start the heading. Mean,
2: wouldn't it be it'd be something if we could maybe even have a look at starting Teddy Williams and, and Will Rowlands like in it, but that's probably not going to be able to happen. But hang on, saying that, mate. Teddy Williams come on in the back row. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. He didn't. He didn't. No, he...
1: Alex Mann come on in the back row.
0: I'm sure Teddy Williams
1: went off. No. Alex so, Mann
0: came in the background instead of. Oh, uh, some st- oh, hang comment. on. Was, no, Williams came on for a bit while Beard was getting HIA, didn't he? Then they swapped yeah. again.
1: Oh, he, was yeah, sure he came, came on, on to... twice of, he came Did on he? twice with
0: Beard. Fair enough. Oh, i uh, had a few guinness by that point, mind, So um <laughs> Yeah, so Raffel played the eight D. That sounds mm. about right. Yeah, because yeah, he, he got that um high tackle towards the end, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Wainwright didn't go off. Aye, yeah. They, yeah, so it was um both mm. them yeah, for Manning.
1: Alex, Alex Van, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, to be fair, uh, not a bad debut. Uh try scoring debut looked up for it. Fair play to him. Yeah. Um back row probably doesn't
1: change, I
0: guess.
1: If anything, it's it's manning for both of them.
0: I'd roll the same back row out, personally. I like I like the impact of man. I think that, mm. that, that sort of four works quite well. But,
1: yeah, for for me, it's a toss of a coin. I think both of them, um, I'd be happy with Man. I'd be happy with, you know, either or, you're looking good.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I think I think the weekend's going to call for a, cooler heads. I think fire in the belly, ice mm. in the head, sort of job. And you know, rugby's used that analogy for so long. It's it's probably melted and melted the the ice and put out the flyer. Like well, as you say,
0: if if you got a fire in the belly, it might uh, might melt your brains eh? Um, yeah, <laughs> you <actually> don't want to happen. <laughs> Um, does anybody come on to the bench who wasn't involved in la- last week's 23?
1: Roland.
0: I think Roland he's, probably, if he fits. he's just but the only candidate, really.
1: So yeah, he's going
0: um, with beard in the row with uh,
1: I'd Jenkins probably leave. I think bring, I,
0: I drop beard altogether. I think I go, yeah, I mean,
1: I mean,
0: so and I, we're I and I, I start Davis.
1: I drop Gareth Davis and bring Hardy onto the bench as well.
0: Well, oh, there's a call. mm, One Slesley Boy for another. Mm. I think right now I I prefer to see Hardy than, than Davis. Osprey's next to you, mind Mikey? Mm. Yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> all, will, all will be
2: traitor All will be You can't say that It's a professional game Yes and you
1: can I you, don't you care You don't
2: do do it you rolled out The rhetoric That it's a professional you, game And professionals do well, what professionals do But do well, they myself. clearly it's, do Because George North Have done it Scott Williams well, Have done it
1: Yeah And they're all traitors
2: <laughs> Half Penny did it He was a coward they're,
1: they're all traitors <laughs> Half Penny's incensed And
2: came the other way Yeah but then he went But he Went to Cardiff Before the Scarlets
1: he
0: still ends
2: up in the right place. He's <laughs> from, from the wrong side of the locker, though, in your opinion.
0: <laughs> well, with any luck to... Uh, well, sorry, with any... Sorry, <clears throat> let me start that again. Uh, with any luck, that would have been useful to those of you playing Guess the wheels 23. Don't forget to get your submissions in before the WIU announcement. Uh, I've had a few already this week, so uh, people are, people's brains are starting to tick over there. But yeah, no idea what I'm going to do this week. I'm going to have to think about that. What do you uh, think of the result. Who's gonna win? Uh Wales out of Wales, England. Yeah. Oh
1: <laughs> You can't call it, can you? It's I one can. of them games. In, like, England
0: it's... England were quite bad on the weekend as well, weren't they? Yeah, they,
1: they weren't good. They weren't good.
0: I mean there was
2: a point the... did not anybody see the England game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean there was yeah. a point on the commentary where they <laughs> where they were saying given the was, was the yellow card was it a yellow card laid on? Somebody else, yellow car. Oh, yeah. They were it was... uh, anyway, whoever it was, the, the comedy team was saying, oh, "It
1: was uh, Henry Slade. Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah, and they were saying that this could be a point where Emmanuel Faber also may not make his debut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: like And
1: uh, watching watch Italy, watching Italy, it's like watching uh, a Bugatti Veyron running on four stroke. Yeah, they do. So, <laughs> they do so many good things, and you think, God, oh, that's great. But their final touch and that last bit of composure just evades them every single time. It's yeah. like, if they were clinical, they'd, they'd be putting teams away because they've got it there. Just that last pass, that last kick, it's just not there. Is it?
0: Do, you, do you, I review, fear of backlash from England?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going to come out firing this in um Like, we, we if we start, if we play the way we did in the first half, we're getting and right If we play the second half, we've got a chance of winnings. It's just going to know which team's going to turn up.
2: Oh, my head and my heart always has been and Will feel forever say in a
0: Wales England fixture it'll be Wales to the core. Uh, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah, I, I'm
1: <laughs> saying I I can't see, I just can't see it running.
0: Uh like there was there was a little bit of my heart last week which was very much oh the no these youngsters could do it against Scotland. I can see it. But now we've had a couple of doses of reality. I think it could actually be quite a boring game. What I'll do, I'm going to make a humble
2: pie, right? And I'm going to ship me both a slice ready for next recording.
1: Oh. I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat anything. If, if I, Wales I, beat hey, England if next weekend, I will eat
2: anything. <laughs> hey, you've had this conversation, Jones, you've had this conversation before, but with the things you will eat that belong to Wales players, right? I'll leave it out of the pod for now, right? But I'm sure yeah. the boys from uni will know exactly what I mean. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. You leave our names, eh?
0: Yeah, uh, we had another listener's question, Mikey, from uh, Geraint Lloyd.
2: Yeah, Geraint, uh, Cheers from Getting. Geraint. Another pre- previously I had comments from Geraint, which is great. Thanks for your returning comments. Like, uh, I always like them. Mm. So what well, I guarantee saying is uh, this is how we started in 2013. We opened against Ireland and lost, but then nobody scored a try against us after the first half of the first game. Uh, and on and we won the championship. So is the championship on?
1: Absolutely not.
2: But there's a bit of... Something to that, like because you know, there's, there's shades of it where sort of backs are against the ball, like isn't it? And you know, they there's come out there's... firing in the second half. And you know, they didn't, Scotland didn't score a point in the second half,
1: which they did, know, they scored five, but they scored seven points. They scored the first try, it was 20 0 at half time, and oh, then they, they went 27 0 right. down.
2: Look, like I said, I had a few Guinness by that point, right? So, you know, <laughs> forgive me,
1: but yeah. There's um, no chance, no
0: chance. I think something we're overlooking there is uh, 2013 came on the back of the 2011 Rugby World Cup, a Grand Slam in 2012. So there was a foundation there. Um, And I I think genuinely that first half against Ireland in 2013 was um, us being typical slow starters. Whereas this weekend, I thought we played the worst we could play and we played the best we could play. And it just so happened to coincide with Scotland playing the best they could play and the worst they could play. Um, so, yeah, really, I don't think that bedrock is there for us to build upon, really, to go to go on and win this. Uh, it's just actually seeing how Italy played on the weekend, it's difficult to see where our victory comes on. Maybe actually against France. They were shit against Ireland, I thought. Yeah.
1: But, uh... I don't I don't think they'll play that bad again, though. They'll have a rocket up. Um, you know, Sean Edwards is going to... Give it to them, and I just don't think they'll play that bad again. But, I can't can't see us getting even anywhere close to Ireland. Mm. And like you say, if Italy carry on the way they're going, you know that's going to be a really tough game. I think the only thing we have got going for us on that game is that it's the last one and it's in Cardiff.
0: Yeah,
2: but you know, speaking of France, there, regardless of the Sean Edwards factor, you know. Probably one of the biggest defeats a Sean Edwards defense has ever taken. You know, will France just go and do French things?
1: You, you they've lost their the, the two biggest players. You know, they they there's no uh, Intermark, there's no you know Dupont. They, they're a massive part of that team. You know, and yeah. it's it's take them out of the, any team, and you're going to be bang average. But, so, and then and you've got something like Willem said, brain farts as as it, as it, uh. as it was. You know. Right.
2: What I couldn't understand with that, right, is how can you have two
0: yellow card you know, referrals? Yeah. And, and that's that's all that be Noah's process. That is, that is like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I Again, I had uh, I had a couple of sliders in by that point. <laughs> and I had a very wet
2: weekend, and you know there wasn't a drop of rain in the sky. Um, so, this, uh, this is Friday, like
0: this, isn't it? Yeah. Just, it was.
2: Oh, yeah. But like it was how, how like. that was that was very yeah anybody out there in the wider world please let us know how that's allowed to happen but like you know surely that second yellow should have been a straight yellow or turned into a straight red Um,
1: i think it yeah it's got the uh the ban implications hasn't it it, because with a straight red you get automatic ban and with two yellows i think that's sufficient for you to play on the next game so if if the if the penalty was deemed sufficient for a full red card, then obviously that's an automatic ban. Then so he misses the next two or three games.
0: And it, that's right. It wasn't upgraded to a red, was it? It was the first yeah. one
1: wasn't. The second one was. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. The first one wasn't. The second one was.
2: Okay, I just remember that. That's
1: that's the implications that uh, that is, that it is because so, it was the second yellow, which two yellows
2: automatically make a red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but because but... it met
1: the threshold. Yeah. It went straight
2: yeah. to the bunker. Yeah. This is this is referees, again, lacking the minerals
0: to be able to make a decision. And they've, they've yeah.
2: just,
1: just fucked it off to
0: the... Well, I, I should imagine they've been told to. I, I think the, the point of the bunker is that the ref doesn't have to waste their time making a the ch- decision. They can just go, okay, well, that's bad enough. Off you go. And somebody else is going to deal with it. Well, I think they've been told not to make the decision.
2: If, if it's bad enough that it's you know, see, on the threshold, then, you know... It's, it is what it is. It's, it's just threshold is this is red it's it's a red. If if it's that bad.
1: Yeah, I agree. You might as well stick to the referee in the stands if we're gonna go down our road. Well yeah. I mean
0: Let's do know. let's do it. Let's do it. Just, just <laughs> games dominated just by technology. Just, yeah, we just have, we just have an army of nanobots on the pitch and uh,
1: stick him in the truck, yeah.
0: Well, this is taking rugby to the next level. <laughs> yeah. It truly is. Yeah. Um you had a shout out as well, uh, Mikey.
2: Yeah, one of the guys he used to play play with in uh, in the second. I, I I think do you buy any games for the first time? I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, Lewis Price. Thanks for getting in touch. Uh, he's a nice guy, uh, no relation to Liam, I'm sure. Hmm. But I'm sure Liam you could yeah. elaborate on that. Maybe I don't know, like, but uh, yeah, because uh yeah, Lewis definitely a nice guy, not like Liam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, he got in touch and um asked what where the link to the podcast was, so uh delivered that out. But um you come back with a with another podcast which uh i think i was reading between the lines to uh, give a bit of a shout out to and uh this isn't necessarily in line with a rugby podcast it's a football podcast but um the local boys in uh Quaker's Yard, just uh just down the road there so um yeah i'll give a bit of a shout out to their, their podcast if anybody listening is into a bit of a bit of football and um yeah this isn't quite your, your typical uh football podcast i don't think i'll um read a bit of the spiel from um from the apple um platform you uh, see, Platini played for Kuwait podcast. Uh, it goes on to say, "It's the Trivial Football uh, Podcast, exploring uh, the niche to the cliche for every corner of football, uh, hosted by brothers Matt and Mark Harrison. Each week, we pick a different football topic, and each pick three interesting things about that topic to discuss. Whether it be uh, whether that be a goal, game, player, shirt, or whatever." Along the way, we'll be joined by guests specialising in each topic. So, uh, yeah, if uh, football's your bag and uh, you're looking for another podcast, I'm uh, sure that's one to uh, have, a, have a butcher's at.
0: Lovely. As long as it doesn't affect our ratings. Google and you listen to their us as well. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'll be clipping that bit out for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck, boys. Uh, finally, and some forbidden loves, I'm going first. Uh, seeing Half Petty do the hacker. <laughs> like, I loved it, but, oh, I felt wrong. <laughs>
2: Oh, it was good fun, wasn't it? I mean,
0: I mean, how long has he been practicing that? Probably as long as he's been practicing the uh, backs moves in Canterbury themselves. I, I, well, I mean, I don't know about you. It's, uh, you know, when I was a kid, people were doing a hacker in the playground and uh, giving them their best karate's, etc. et cetera.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, how about you, Biz? You had one.
1: Yeah. My forbidden love is good old Michael Harris, sapper there. He, uh, he gives it a big one every week, Slate's. Slates him so much, doesn't think he should be there. Nick Tompkins, and he's in Michael's very own fantasy rugby team. Not anymore, just just unbelievable. 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 shit That was really he was he was picked due to circumstances beyond my control. Unbelievable. <laughs> on top of that, on top of that, <laughs> Jamie George as well. Jamie George yeah, as Jamie well.
2: Got, Jamie George got tries in his, in his pockets, right? He got coming out of his eyes, right? And the And Finn, I was I don't forget. Finn was Finn was there as
1: well. I'm thin. I'm thin. Yeah, the shit those we that that is. You picking Ryan is Elias to sweet Mikey or? <laughs> <Bugger> off. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. No, but I've
2: all them. They were picked on. They were picked out of necessary circumstance. <laughs> And I have suitably <laughs> rearranged. Rearranged my. I'll share my team after in the thread. I don't mind. <laughs> but I have changed my team for the better and made some arrangements and rearrangements. And then players are no longer part of my
1: just, squad. Just the fact that you picked them in the first place after the slate you have given them over of, the years.
2: It was a. It was a matter of necessity. I love it. And it love is it. what it is. Uh, Mikey, finally, <laughs> you had that as well, but yeah what I enjoyed seeing was Elias getting the hook again in the second the second time in as many games at half time. Gatland, I'm sure he was a shepherd in the former life and he has no harm. He isn't he is not afraid to out with a shepherd's crook at, at his discretion. And yeah, not even at that fifty or sixty it was on the forty things you want things you want to see.
0: All right, there we go, boys. We leave it there for tonight. Uh, maybe we'll be back later in the week with a squad part ahead of the England game. But yeah, just to say thank you very much for listening and goodbye.